Hi, my name is Stephen. Hi, I'm April. This is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast, where we discuss topics on how to create and grow an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. Together, Stephen and I owned a seven-figure ABA practice that provided both clinic and in-home services. Three Pi Squared has helped over 900 ABA practices start up and expand with our comprehensive products and services geared specifically to ABA. Now, let's get to the podcast. All right. So, yeah, today we're going to be uh, discussing should I start or not start (laughs) an ABA practice? So it's a great question. um, You know, a lot of people come to us maybe already deciding whether like that I'm starting um, or maybe already like far into the process Mm -hmm. or and then they're like yeah i'm not sure what's next and and then some people come to us and you know asking for advice as far as should they start a aba business or not practice so we that's what we're going to talk about today like should you start an aba practice right and (laughs) then just as a a lot involved yeah yeah, a lot of questions to ask really of yourself right and We'll get into them. Uh, and then we actually recorded part two of this uh, this morning, and that will be we'll be putting that in YouTube and um, uh, podcast. So this is part one, and then part two is like, okay, assuming you say yes, I'm going to do this. Oh, what what are the first steps? So yeah, two part series, and we'll air them together or like back to back, back to back in the next week or two. Yeah. But yeah, so um, let's get started. So Stephen, when someone comes to you, well, I guess comes to us now, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm part of your team now, mm-hmm. and says, um, you know, asks, should I start an ABA business? Uh, what, what's your first question that you ask them? Uh, why? Why? <laughs> why, do you, why do you want to do this? Uh, oh, maybe, maybe are you sure you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, um, like, this is not... Me telling you to not do this is certainly not selling anything, that's for sure. <laughs> but it, it's a, and it's an important question to ask, right? Like, why are you doing this, right? And um, I get this more, and like, this is kind of, I've had the opportunity to work with some PR firms, right? So like um, private equity, PE firms, private mm-hmm. equity firms. And I very, like, I very rarely will take them on um, because their intention at least in my opinion, is not the intention of someone that I would want to work with. Mm. Um, and so it's really important to understand what your intention is. So like, um, did you see the rights? And you're like, oh, wow, I'm not making anywhere near those rights. And so now I'm going to go start my own thing. The issue is that you're never going to see those rights. I'm sorry to break it to you, um, but you're not you're not going to see that with all the expenses that you're going to have, the taxes that you're going to have to pay, the 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 payroll that you're going to have if you're getting an office space, you know, just even like practice management and um, and billing, right? You're going to eventually outsource billing, or you're going to hire somebody to do it. So. Even just the billing alone, if you're outsourcing that, that's 5%, right? So uh, probably at least. So, you know, just that in itself. And then you put on the practice management software, 
you're paying an accountant, you're paying an attorney, and all the other bills that you're going to have. Um, it, you're you're not going to see that that right, not the way that you may think you should. So it's really important that there is more of an intention than I saw those rates. That's a really good amount of money. I can continue doing what I'm doing, but make more money. So I'm going to start my own thing. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially at the start, you're probably not going to make the same amount. You're probably going to make less. So it's really important to be okay with that as you start to grow this practice. Now, eventually, can you make more? Sure. Uh, but it's through a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication. Uh, it's like, you're, it's, it's not, you will no longer have a 15 to 20 billable hour a week and then kind of just, you know, maybe five, 10 non-billables that that time is over, right? So say goodbye to that uh, because there's just a lot of work to do, right? Um, and so if your primary focus is, well, I want to make more money, you may not be able to get through all of this hard work. So it's really important to know what your intention is behind it. So, you know, are you leaving a practice because you feel uncomfortable doing what they're asking you to do? You feel like you're in an unethical place. You feel maybe that you can do a better job um, and they're not allowing you to change things up and, and provide different, or at least in your opinion, better quality uh, services, more ethical services. So that may be a situation that you find yourself in. I talk to a lot of BCBAs that find themselves in that position. And so, okay, now let's move forward then, right? And so that would be my first question is why, what is the intention behind starting this practice? Okay. Yeah. I think that's really important because, um, for, for many reasons, a lot that you stated that you definitely need to, to question the why. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a, not a quick and easy way of earning money, like in the beginning. Right. Yeah. No. And it takes a lot of, a lot. It, there's a lot involved. Yeah. So, and I mean, it, it's not like it ends right. Once you right. build it, right. Like there's always like, there's going to be insurance mm -hmm. issues, funder mm -hmm. issues. There's going to be employee issues. Mm -hmm. There's going to be parent right. issues. Like, right. right. So right. yeah, there's just a lot. So kind of like looking at like what, like, uh, like, a almost like a checklist or mm -hmm. a question, like here are the top, I don't know, X amount of questions to ask myself what, you know, what I'm thinking about starting an ABA practice. And so one is like, why, what is mm -hmm. your end goal? Like, what's your intention? What are you wanting from it? Mm -hmm. Um, and then two, I think something that's important to look at is the like uh, clinical versus business side, because mm -hmm. like if you're in this field because you like to deliver direct services to children or individuals um, on the spectrum, or you um, really, I mean, just like all the things clinical mm -hmm. about it. Um, and then opening your own practice probably is not a good idea because that, and that's kind of what I saw as we were starting, right? It's like, it was a slower process in the beginning for us because we were kind of at, I mean, I did have Stephen, right? Helping me, but but even still, within a few years, I had worked myself out of a clinical position right. and was an, an admin um, business and making all the, doing all the HR and the, you know, just overseeing everything yeah. behind a desk. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was, I, I remember at one point having to figure out how to put time on my schedule to move my body because, and like, 
years and years and years of being in the field and working with little energetic children and moving my body all day long. Um, I remember there being a time where I'm like, wow, like I'm sitting at a desk all day or, you know, maybe getting up to check in on the social skills group or like to peek in here or to help with an issue every now and then if someone needed backup. But for the most part, I was more sedentary than I'd ever been in my entire life. And, and I, that was like one of, I don't know how many months in it was, to, you know, into that spot where I made that realization and, and really started to see how different my job looked than what it had looked and even evaluating how different it looked from what I thought it was going to look like. So, so that's another piece to look at is like the clinical versus business, um, you know, of what you're spending your time doing. Do you need to pass an in-network audit? Do you know if you have all the policies you need for HIPAA? Would you like a comprehensive client or employee handbook for both in-home and clinic ABA services? Check out 3Pi Squared's quality management system. Our handbooks pass funder in-network audits and are geared specifically to ABA. Best of all, we provide free updates. The templates come in Word and Excel so you can customize the handbooks to meet your company's unique needs. Check them out at 3PiSquared.com. Click on Quality Management System. Uh, and then so when we're looking at the business end of things, some questions that you would ask yourself would be, what experience do you have Correct. in in um, HR you know matters? Like, right. do you are you know, and especially if you're a BCBA who's already supervising techs, right? Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy supervising techs? Do you enjoy you know that kind of management piece of it, um, or is it something that you're quick to? Send to management if you're having issues, right. you know, because that's something else. Do you, you know, I'll let you talk on that a little bit, Stephen, of like just that whole management, managing other people. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just going to be a big component of your job now, right? It's not like like you said, it's you're going to be sitting at a desk and managing these things that you would have had your hand in completely, right? And so, like, part of that is going to be what is your what is your comfort level on delegation, right? What are you able to allow your current staff with this company that you're working with? Are you able, are you willing and able to allow them to make mistakes so that they can learn? Because in this position, you're not really going to have a choice anymore, right? You're just not going to have enough time in the day to be able to like go in and just fix everything and then leave and then do your regular job and then go to the next thing and fix it while putting out fires can be really fun. Um, it's, it's not going to be a successful long-term strategy. So you're going to have to allow your team to do that. So do you have experience with supervision on that level, not just training techs to competency or training them on programs, but like that kind of level of supervision of staff. Right. right. And then the other thing is, how comfortable are you right now with parent training? If you can honestly answer that, yeah, I'm totally down with that. I love it. It's fine with me. Great. But if you are uncomfortable or you have a hard time with parent training and you don't feel like parents are responding to you in the way that you would like them to, 
uh, or you're having to get, you know, your your clinical director or someone above you right now to kind of handle those situations, then mm, I don't know. This is this is again when when you're the owner of the company, it's you now, right? There's nobody else. So you're either going to have to do a crash course and just figure it out on the fly, or you're you want to have that experience and that confidence. Um, you know, and, and again, even if you do have that, you're going to make mistakes and that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just the way it is. That's the only way you learn is mm -hmm. from your mistakes. And so just take those as opportunities to learn. But having that experience and that comfort is certainly going to make this an easier thing. Right. And, and I don't want to put like a number on it because I, I really feel like everyone's different. We all have, we're all coming from different places and have different stories. Mm -hmm. And, but I do feel like if you're a, a fresh, new, just tested, just passed your test BCBA, right. um, I would really urge you to take some time, maybe even reach out to me and Steven for like some one-on-one -on -one coaching to really, you know, look through all the steps and look through all the pieces and look at your specific situation because, you know, A, like you haven't been in the position to really even supervise right. and train techs yet, uh, parent training. Um, I mean, maybe you've had in a different career previously, sure. maybe you have the skills needed. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I don't want to put it in, a, you no. know, like a black and white. It's not. And that that's, this is not a black and white, do this or do that. And, and there are no special you know, rules or formulas to follow. But, you know, these are things that just you need to consider when you are opening up a ABA um, or trying to decide whether to open up an ABA um, company. Um, we do, we have quite a few questions. Um, I okay. feel like one of our questions would kind of fall in line with what we're talking about sure. now. Um, kind of the next step, looking at the um, the funding of it and the financial piece. Like, okay. so I do oh, have a do couple you have of, another? Yeah. So, oh, sure. like, so yeah, so some other questions you probably want to ask yourself is like, what do you want to be doing? Yeah. So again, yeah. honestly, looking at that, examining that up for a little bit, um, looking at what your current responsibilities are yeah. with, with the practice that you're, I, again, I assume that you're working with, um, and, and like what parts of that job do you like? Right. And then what parts are not so fun? And then what would owning your company do to change that? Right. Is it going to add more of what you like, or is it going to add more of what you don't like? And so that, that's a really good question to ask yourself. And then the other question I would ask on top of that, is there any way, because like, BCBAs like are like there's just such a need for BCBAs and techs right now. Is there any way that your company can can fulfill those things that are lacking in your position right now? So you know, are you wanting to take on more of a, a like a management responsibility, and you know, you at least want to try it? Is there a possibility that they can? do that internally in your company. Maybe you want to do a completely different program, social skills or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, talk to your company and see if they can provide that resource or that that outlet for you to get what you want uh, without doing this if it's not truly what at the end of the day you really want to do, right? Yeah. And so like this is like, what is your dream job, right? And we you know, everyone should be doing this anyway, just to get visibility of what, you know, where you want to be. Uh, but especially for owners, what is your dream job is super important. And then what is your exit strategy? So like, cause you're going to want, you're going to want to be done at some point. Right. And so that's a, one of the questions that I'll ask 
when I'm helping someone start, it's like, okay, great. You want to start, we're going to do all these things to get you going. But when, when, when are you out? Right. So like, and this is multiple things, right? So, okay. When my bank account is zero, I'm done. Right. Or like, okay, we've successfully made it and we're making money, we're profitable, but like, eventually I want to be sitting on the beach drinking a margarita. So how do we get you out of the current position you're in delegating tasks, you know, uh, hiring the right staff or, um, uh, how do we get you out of where you're at right now to move you to where you want to be? Right. Mm -hmm. So are you wanting to be hands-on for the rest of your life in this company, or are you kind of just wanting to be able to sit back and watch, um, and then, you know, do what you want, which is maybe you have some other passion project that you want to do. So this is really important stuff to ask yourself before starting, right? You can do it during, and I would advise anyone that is in that position now, please do it. Uh, but it, it, it will help you navigate this a little bit better along with knowing your intention, knowing what you're, you're really wanting to do. It, it's going to help you focus um, and, and drive you in the right direction, I guess. Yeah, I think those are excellent points. Um, you know, and, and looking at that too, um, knowing what your values are, yeah. um, because that can help to like kind of um, kind of look and more at like, okay, so what's my dream job? Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know what my dream job is, right? Or, okay, so these are the things I like to do. These are the things I don't like to do. Well, unfortunately, probably going to have to do some of these some things of them, I don't yeah, like, yeah. maybe. But, but yeah, even no, like, not a maybe. <laughs> you're going to have to do some well, of them, right? You know, at but, least oversee. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're going to have to have a, yeah. like, you're going to have to even be knowledgeable or that it exists, right. even if you don't right. have to do the day-to-day -day stuff. Right. Yeah. So you're still going to have to, like, touch it and yes. look at it. Yeah. But, um, but, like, knowing your values also can help you to know what you want your company values to be. Absolutely. And so even if you're trying to decide whether to make up, to, to start a, ABA practice or not, I think it's worth looking at, okay, well, being understanding, know what your own values mm -hmm. are, but then also like, what would my mission statement be for this new company? Mm -hmm. And like, it goes in everything you're saying, Absolutely. like, you know, the intention, your, your dream job what's the end goal. What, what, what is it that you want to provide that you're not able to provide right now? And through that, I really think, like you said, then you can like kind of parse out, okay, well, let me go like, explore this a little bit okay my value at like I, my value of creativity it like is really strong and i and i'm not able to have a creative outlet at work maybe and so i want i think in starting my own company i can you i can really spend time in that creativity doing x y and z mm -hmm. well like you said can you use that same value within your current, your current work company. that yeah. maybe no one ever thought about right? right um and i think too like the way that not every company because we're seeing more and more companies look a little different right and it's really exciting to see but in general in the field it's like you're a tech you're a bcba right. you're a business owner right you're at your level you're gonna be at your level unless you reach the next level yeah. there's not a lot of opportunity for growth right. within each level you know, it's not like maybe a, a, a company that's got multi steps, right? right. Um, and so I think that too, we, we've talked about before, like in burnout episodes and things like that, that that's part of it, right? And not being able to live out your values yeah. within your job. So 
I think this goes, this like plays into that as well, because like, okay, well, are you leaving this because you're feeling burnout? Right. You know, are you, are you wanting to leave because, you know, you're not being able to do something that fulfills you or you have these dreams and desires of something new you want to try? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why not reach out and ask the people that you're working with now, if that's something that is an an opening. Did you know 3Pi Squared offers one-on-one consulting? From in-network audit prep and credentialing to rate negotiation, we help ABA business owners in all areas of the practice. We work with you to create a priority list and then knock it out. Find out more at 3pisquare.com. Click on consulting. And that that's kind of like, so we, you know, we have our ABA business leaders membership, obviously, probably most of you know about it. Some of you are probably signed up, but we've had people um, go through that. And then they, they're like, Hey, Steven, I just talked to my company. They're, they're going to give me a different position, you know? And so I'm, I'm not going to start my practice. And so like, again, while I'm losing sales on that, it's really cool that like they took a look at our stuff and said, wow, this is, this is a lot of work. This is more than I expected. I'm going to see if I can do what I love, not do these things that I I don't want to do. So like, I would urge you to try and work with your company again, as long as like you're doing something that you think is right. Like you feel like it's an ethical practice. You think that there is an uh, opportunity for growth and maybe you can go in a different direction. I would urge you to talk to your current provider, your current uh, company and see if there's something that can be worked out. I know with our RBTs, like we had, you know, like, oh, you you wanna go into marketing and and stuff like that. Okay, well take control of our Facebook stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or do our newsletters and, and things like this, giving them outlets so that they could do something that they they enjoy that's outside of, you know, the really difficult work that they're amazing at, right? So. Right. And, and I would like to also like spin it a little bit to look at like current business owners now, like you how to utilize your current staff and think outside of the box and, right. you know, outside of just billable hours, right? right? Um, how can you like put in some extra projects? And I know you have to have the money behind it too, but like, you know, you, you can get creative and I'm sure that maybe we can even have like a brainstorming yeah, session yeah. um, with, with a bunch of business owners about like, what are the, some ways that we can like offer more like a variety of um, jobs, tasks, I don't projects, whatever within within your company, because yeah. maybe you have some existing BCBAs who have that itch, that entrepreneurial itch, or they want to, they want to try a new project, yeah. but um, you know, maybe they could do it within your company versus, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, like there, you know, it's it, but it's, it's definitely worth something. It's worth the time to sit down and really think about yeah. it yeah. Um, and really ask yourself these questions, reach out to some like, you know, trusted friends who know yep. you well, or, you know, um, and, uh, and to really think through these things before yeah. while you're while you're deciding. And then, right? you know, just for existing business owners, like a really good it, it, like having a work uh, work engagement survey for your staff is, is a really good idea on here. Right. So like, are they happy to come to work and, you know, do they feel there's purpose? Do they feel supported? Things like this so that you can kind of measure where you're at and then maybe you can make some changes to improve those situations. So, I mean, 
not only does this give, again, maybe this opens up outlets, you'll get feedback, um, different ways that things can be done so that people feel happier at work, but it also will decrease turnover too, right? And so that's, I mean, that's what we're all going for. It's just such a, a struggle out there to find high quality staff right now. I mean, it's always been hard, but it seems way harder right now. Uh, so if we can put these things in place so that our staff do feel like there's purpose and uh, desire to go to work, then this is this is definitely going to help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So well, that's it. Right? I mean, yeah. Like, so let's, now let's we'll do, do questions, like, questions yeah. and answers then. So, okay. That's a great uh, question. So okay. how to navigate leaving one company while you're starting a new practice? For example, can you be credentialed with insurances for both companies or do you need to leave the first company before beginning the credentialing process? No, so you don't have to leave. So you're just going to need to update your CAQH, right? And then all the things that we're going to be talking about in part two of this um, that um, that you'll need to start the credentialing process, right? So uh, a business name, uh, tax ID, LLC, all, all of those things that you would need to start the credentialing process. But the most important part of that is just updating your CAQH. So you would keep your current business, like that company that you're working for, you would keep that in the CA, your CAQH and then add your new company to it. Um, and yeah, it's fine. I, I have uh, customers that have a full-time job and they're doing this on the side. And, you know, some of them are like, yeah, I'm going to try it and see what I, you know, just do a couple of clients, see if I like it. Um, but I'm going to keep my full-time position uh, and see how it works. And then I have other people that are like, yeah, I'm out and uh, I'm starting my own thing. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm diving right in. So really you can go, and I urge you to go as slow as you feel comfortable with, right? So don't push on the gas unless you're super <laughs> you're you're super comfortable that way go slow right there's this isn't a race so do it as slow as you can possibly do it at your own speed um and this is why like i don't recommend getting investors and i don't recommend get starting a franchise because if your motivation is that you don't want someone else telling you what to do you want to do it your own way then why would you get other people in here telling you how to do it at a certain speed. So investors are going to want return on their money. They're not just giving you money so that you can, you know, do your own thing and have fun. Maybe I'll get some clients. Maybe I won't. No, no, they want their money back and more and then franchises, right? They're going to take a portion of whatever you make. And so, you know, if you're doing your own thing, do it at your speed, at your comfort level. So, yeah. Uh, how do you recommend getting the funding needed to get started to do this right? The formal ABA business consultation, attorney, accountant, training for revenue cycle management, et cetera, payroll prior to insurance, reimbursement. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yep. So I would urge you to check out our Essentials List podcast that we did on this. We go through a lot of what you're asking about, but... I mean, what do I recommend the funding needed? So when we started April's practice, we, we had none, no, no funding. Um, she started by just taking a couple of clients on and, you know, we were, we were making money quite quickly and everything was fine. Um, and then 
we saw that this was going to be successful. This was still back in self-pay times, mm -hmm. right, uh, 2010. Um, and then in 2014, the, we were in Virginia, a mandate came through. Uh, so insurance started ha having to provide this as a benefit. And so everything kind of changed overnight at that point, mm -hmm. not overnight, but it felt like overnight. Uh, and so everyone that was self-funded is now like, I want insurance. And so it kind of forced us to go down this avenue. And so at that point, you know, we made the decision once we had $100,000 in our rainy day fund, I would quit my job and we would kind of just do this, right? And we went through all of that and more. <laughs> so we opened up a clinic, we hired, what, four BCBAs. I mean, we, we really um, turned things on and it was expensive and I had no idea what I was doing with insurance and that was really the big thing. So you really wanna know how to bill before just jumping into this. Uh, because if you're delayed like we were, you know, 16, 20 weeks at the start, that's no fun. Um, so you definitely want to either, if you're not going to get training on billing, give it to somebody else, right? I would recommend training yourself on billing, even if you do it on the side. Uh, but if you don't have the time to do it, then find somebody who can because it's super important. I don't know if that answers your question, but... Uh, yeah, and, and again, like I said, check out that other podcast that we did on the essential list. Um, and then the next podcast we're doing, we'll go into some of those too. Want to start an ABA practice, but not sure where to start? Have an ABA practice, but not 100% confident on the business side? We have you covered. Join our ABA Business Leaders membership. With over 60 hours of content, we walk you through all areas of starting and expanding your ABA practice from getting your LLC all the way through ethics and own, of owning a practice. Oh, and it also comes with CEUs. 34. Yeah, 34 CEUs. All the CEUs you need to get your two-year recertification. To find out more, go to 3pisquared.com and click on courses. Yeah, and I think too, like um, we made... We made the decision, I don't know how far, I don't know timelines, but like into it that we were going to make like a big jump and hire several BCBAs yes. at the same time because we were living dangerously, I guess. <laughs> but, um, or maybe that was just something we didn't even know was a thing until we were in, in it and realized, oh, this is a thing. But if you do hire multiple BCBAs at once, you definitely need to make sure that you have the money to... Um, front those salaries. Front those salaries because if you think about it, depending on how you're doing it, right? Especially if they're they're going to be coming on payroll prior, um, like while they're waiting for their certification for their um not certification their um insurance um credential. Um, and then then you're gonna like have to figure out where to pay, Correct. where to get that money to pay them. Yep. Um, you know, another way of doing it, of course, is just slowly adding one BCBA yes. at a time and then increasing the caseload. So that, you know, that's why a lot of BCBAs like start on their own, right? Correct. And it's just them yep. and they're providing the direct service. And then they maybe have hire a couple of behavior techs and to work underneath them. And then they bring on some more clients. And then once they get their full, like however many like clients that they can handle and techs that they can handle, then they hire another BCBA yep. and then they do the same thing. And that's typically what you see. Um, you know, most, mostly it's like one 
or two at a time, especially when you're really small and you're right. first starting out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so just really, you can make those decisions or you can say, okay, we're gonna stay with me, a couple of techs and a few clients, and we're gonna sit here for a while until we get to X amount of money. And then, yes. you know, I've got six months of salary for a BCBA yeah. now saved, so now I'm gonna hire that BCBA. And, and you know, and do it very slow and systematic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I recommend it. I yeah, don't recommend and, and, like jumping in and like growing super fast yeah. unless you have the cash that, that for ability, it. Yeah. Um, because it's just stressful. Yeah. It's just stressful. Yeah, and that's what we started doing, right? So it was about every six months that we were able to add a team. So a team was a BCBA, and then the techs underneath, and then the, having the cases for that. So that's that was our kind of comfort level as we we got into the clinic and started growing. Uh, and then I think the question was kind of about funding though, like where do I get uh, the money? recommend getting the funded needed. And, and so yeah. SBA is a great place. They're still yeah. giving like fairly uh, decent loans at decent interest rates. Mm-hmm. And then we did not do that though. I, what we did is we use our credit cards. And so like, it, it's a it's a great, if you have like a good credit score, you can get a decent credit card with a high limit and they do uh, cash transfers. And so typically cash transfers are around um, like 3%. And then they give you like an interest-free period of maybe 12 to 18 months that I took advantage of those, mm-hmm. right? Oh, those, those are great. The only problem with that is you gotta pay it off in that period of time right. because once it once that time period is over, it's like 20% and nobody's, no, please don't pay a 20% loan. So um, yeah, so that was very helpful. Um, I actually learned about this from a company that was trying to sign us up to get business loans. They just said, oh, well, we don't, like, we're not going to give you a bank loan. All we're going to do is we're going to get you a bunch of credit cards and then we're going to do balance transfers. And then this is the time period that you have to pay it off. And then we want to cut. We we want some of that money as part of payment to do this. And I was like, well, I can do that myself. And so um, that that I would I would recommend looking at that because that can be very helpful, especially because you don't have the process of, Okay, I've got to get a business plan in place. I've got to show them how much money I'm making and how I'm going to pay it off. And like dealing with the the all of that stuff to get like a, a business loan, you can just use that immediately, right? right? And so at least even if you go the route of getting a traditional business loan with like a credit union or something like that, uh, I would urge you to get that credit card just so that you have it, right? And in, in case you need some quick money because uh you know again funders just stop paying for whatever reason while you're trying to figure that out you want to make sure you can pay payroll uh this can be a really good way to get that money at a cheap interest rate um and and not have to pay six seven eight nine percent so yeah right i mean and you just have to go with your comfort level of like how our comp we weren't comfortable with going into debt to start this and yeah. we we felt really good about the little bit of money that we needed we were able to get through that credit card thing yeah. that well uh, Stephen was talking about but um but it wasn't until covid that we even we did take out like disaster loans mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. would i do that differently Probably. maybe <laughs> but it, there's something really nice um about being able to to run a business and keep a business going without going in in, debt. into debt yeah 
you know, but that, that depends on, you know, but it all individual depends. comfort level yeah. and like also to your long-term business plan, right. because sometimes if you do, you know, you are willing and you want to take this certain amount out and then you have the plan that you're going to be able to not only pay it back, but make so much more by making these decisions yeah. now. I mean, great. But it's worth it. Yeah, totally. Um, and like if you're wanting to buy a building instead yeah. of leasing it, right? These are right. great things yeah. to do because then you can, you know, this again is just another business that you have now. And, and you know, maybe your ABA company, you move, it moves on, right? You sell it, but you still have the building where you can lease it out to other companies, right? So like there are good reasons to get along, so right? Yeah. yeah, there's so And it's many. really gonna mm -hmm. depend on your situation. Yeah. Uh, but if you're just like, yeah, I just need to get, you know, like I know I've got $60,000 out in insurance, right? I know it's gonna come to me here eventually, probably is gonna be three months from now, then the credit card may be a really good tool to use, right? right. Um, whereas like you're making a huge investment, you're gonna buy like, a building and create your own clinical space and you have to hire laborers and contractors to build it out that's a different story right so right. uh and that may require a large business loan or even having an investor right so yeah it just depends on what you're like you said what what you're going for mm -hmm. yeah 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 so i i don't know we have um some time left if there are any other questions feel free to ask them or I don't know. Those in the webinar can unmute and talk, right? Yeah, I, so, I believe so. So if you're in the webinar um, platform on the Teams, um, then feel free. If even if you if you if you feel comfortable or you yeah. want to just chat, if you, we can coach you through some of your uh, questions or you know some of the process if you're here because you're trying to decide uh, to start um, an ABA practice or not, uh, feel free to ask away. We have a question here about, can you tell us more about the essentials list and where to find that? So it's a blog on my website. So just go to www.3pisquare.com and you'll scroll down. Um, and then I think we call it news. Um, and then you'll just click on it and you'll be able to scroll through the different articles that we have. Um, and then we also have a podcast on it, which is a more updated version of that. So if you like, I don't know where you do your podcasting or if you do podcasting, but um, assuming you do like Apple, right? Spotify, you'll find us there. I think Amazon has, everybody's got podcasts. So just do like three pi squared ABA business leaders podcast on Google. You'll find us. Uh, we did this last year, I think. So we had a, it's about an hour and 10 minute podcast on the essential list. Um, and then if you're like, okay, that's great, but I need help then that's where the ABA business leaders membership comes in is we've taken our essential list and built it out into a course with about 60 hours of video content and about 20, 25 hours of text content along with a readiness questionnaire, uh, which will kind of guide you through the process of starting your practice. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and feel free to uh, go on the website and you can book a um, free consult, free consult yeah. with Steven and he can go through that membership with you or any of the handbooks that, uh, that he has. Yeah. So, thanks for the question. I think I'm going to add these to the essential list, the yeah. why and the intention. Yeah. And, you know, I think that those are good yeah. things to add to it. Well, um, that's part of the value at uh, 3 by squared is like continuous improvement yeah. and, and, you know, learning. So we're always adding to our, to our materials as, you know, as we think of things. 
So, um, yeah, I really appreciate the questions um, and and coming here. It was it's, it's been a lot of fun. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day and good luck to you out there. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess this one will be posting in maybe two weeks. And then the, the part two will be followed up the, the following week. So you can listen to that, too. Yeah. Um, but it, like April said, if you just want to talk about where you're at and and some, some general questions, feel free to book a free consult. Yeah, it you won't can, be a sales pitch. It's yeah, just no, like, yeah. you know, let's see see where you want to go. Yeah, and, Stephen um, has a, like the business consult uh, yeah. with uh, like all the membership stuff. And then uh, you can book a consult with me to like talk about mission statement and values yeah. and any anything else or clinical stuff that you have any questions on. So yeah, so just uh, find us at uh, 3PriceSquared.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3pisquare.com.